0: we are glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we
1: want to hear about it. If you've been impacted by Fuel Church, share your story with us by emailing mystory at thefuelchurch.com. And to learn more about our worship experiences, visit our website at www.thefuelchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoy today's message. Uh, today, I want to talk to you about the source of fresh air. Everything that we've talked about has built up to this message right here, and I'm going to do my best to get it out in 30 minutes. Are you going to help me get it out in 30 minutes? Okay, it's more of a teaching message, so, so uh, just lean in with me. How many will lean in here? I'm going to teach you some things today, and, and, and here's the source of fresh air. Are you ready for the source of fresh air? Are you ready? You're not ready? You ready? Okay, here it is, plain and simple. Plain and simple. The source of the fresh air is the third person in the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. I want to talk to you today about the role and function of the Holy Spirit. I've been very excited about this because I believe a lot of us in the church are comfortable with God the Father. Very comfortable with God being our Father. We can relate. All of us have a Father, whether He was involved in your life or not, you have a Father, you can relate. Um, most of us are comfortable with Jesus the Son. We can identify with the cross. We can identify that God sent his son Jesus to that cross to die for our sins. Um, and, and, and so we can relate to that. But, but some of us say, what's up with that Holy Spirit? What's up with that Holy Ghost? I don't want a ghost. <laughs> I, where's the Ghostbusters? Call them. Uh, I, don't, I just want two-thirds of the Trinity. You know, I don't want it all. <laughs> And, 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 and here's, here, here's what I want to do because um, a lot of people uh, here today and maybe listening, you're unsure, maybe confused, maybe skeptical about the Holy Spirit, and I'm here to tell you it's not your fault. It's not your fault, and I want to get to that here in just a minute on why it's not your fault, but before we do, let's look at our text for the series Deuteronomy 30:19. Are you ready for it? Let's read it together. Come on. This day... I call the heavens and the earth as witness against you that I have set before you, what? Life and death, blessings and curses. Now choose what? Why? So that may, may be what? So that you and your children may live. There's the choice, right? If we're going to get out of the doldrums, if we're going to get out of this stuck place, if we're going to receive the source of fresh air, the Holy Spirit we're going to have to make a choice today. Are you with me so far? Today I want to talk to you about that source, the Holy Spirit. Why is there this disconnect? Why is it hard for some people to grasp the role of the Holy Spirit? Well, one of the reasons why is this. It really comes back to your your English translated Bible. Now stay with me here for a moment. I'm going to teach you something. Can I teach you? How many are ready to learn something? You ready class? I want to teach you this. Um, You may not know it, but the original manuscripts of the Old Testament and New Testament were not written in English, were not written in English. Um, Actually, the Bible was written in the Middle East, and in in that culture, in the Old Testament, uh, they spoke Hebrew, so it was written in Hebrew. Now, the New Testament, it was written in Greek. Now, why was the Old Testament in Hebrew and why was the New Testament in Greek? Well, you understand that in between Malachi, the last book of the Old Testament, and Matthew, the first book of the New Testament, there were 400 years of silence, 400 years. What was the purpose of the 400 years? To set up the reigns of kingdoms and kings, to set up the lineage of Jesus the Messiah, to come onto the scene in the New Testament. Oh, man, I wish I could get into that, but I can't. I just got to touch it, and I got to go today. So, so, so we see there were 400 years of silence, the Old Testament written in what? Hebrew, the New Testament written in Greek. Why? Why? Because in those days, the Greeks were now influencing education and learning. And so, so we see that in both the Old and New Testament, the word Spirit, Holy Spirit, or Holy Ghost, is in the Bible 800 times. 800 times we see that, and, and, and we can kind of sometimes, uh, some of us can get kind of spooked out when someone says the Holy Ghost is coming, or the Holy Spirit is coming, because we don't understand what they're saying, because we've watched a YouTube video that kind of freaked us out, right, or we flipped on TV, and we said, we seen somebody saying the Holy Ghost is coming, and there were some manifestations that we couldn't grasp with our mind, right, and, and, and so, so we see that um, in the original translation, so the original translation, the Greek and the Hebrew, right? Are you with me so far? The Greek and the Hebrew, the original translation. I want to show you the meaning of the word Holy Spirit or Holy Ghost, because here, here's why I want to show you the meaning of it. Here's why. Here's why. Because before they transcribed our Bible from Greek and Hebrew into English, um, um, most scholars would say this, that the translation, they would agree that the translation really really didn't define the meaning of the third person in the Trinity very well. That's, that, that's what most scholars say. Like, like, and so we got to go to the original meaning, the Hebrew and the Greek. Are, are you ready to work, learn some Hebrew? Are you ready? Yep. Class, are you ready? Yep. The Hebrew word for Holy Spirit, ruach. Come on, say that with me. Ruach. One more time, class. Ruach. And what that means is a wind, a breath, a blast of breath. Ruach. And we find this first on the scene in the second verse of the Bible, Genesis 1-2. And it says this, now the earth was formless and empty, and darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God, or the Ruach, the breath of God, was hovering over the waters. We see this word that represents the Holy Spirit in the second verse of the Bible. We see God's word. What this means is the Spirit of God was hovering over the earth. It means that God's word was his breath. His words were the power creating all these things we see in Genesis, the land, the sea, and human beings. God's word was his breath breath, the Ruach of God shows up at the beginning of Genesis in the form of the voice of God, the Ruach, the spirit of God. It just wasn't words, but it was the power that came out of God's mouth to create the earth, to create the waters and tell the waters you can only come this far, right? And create the planets and create the trees and create the animals. It was, it was God's ruach, God's power that came out of his mouth. Are you with me so far? I'm teaching you today. I'm teaching you today. So then we, this is very important for us to realize if we're going to grasp the role and function of the third person in the Trinity, Um, if we're going to realize that he is this breath of fresh air, that he is the wind, someone say the wind, that propels you and I out of the doldrums. Okay, It's very important that we grasp these Hebrew and Greek words. Now let's go to the New Testament. That's the Old Testament. Now we go to the New Testament, which was written in what originally? Greek. Here we go. Numa. Someone say Pneuma. Numa. The P is silent here, pneuma, and it means a current of air, a blast of breath, a strong breeze. John 6, 63 says this, the spirit gives life, the pneuma, the breath, the blast of air, the strong breeze gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. We can't do it in our flesh. It doesn't work. We need the pneuma of God. Amen? Amen. Let's continue. It counts for nothing. The words I've spoken to you, this is Jesus speaking, they are full of the Spirit and life. They are full of this wind, this pneuma, this current of air. They are full of Spirit, and they are full of life. Now, why is there this big disconnect? Why is there this disconnect? Uh, Well, I think it's pretty difficult to describe who the Holy Spirit is. It's very difficult for me. As a pastor, to describe, and I, I believe the best way I can do this is to use the analogy of wind. Someone say wind, because these definitions we see in the Greek and Hebrew have everything to do with a blast of air, fresh breath, or wind. Someone say wind. So my goal, my goal is this today: is to demystify the person of the Holy Spirit. I want to demystify the person of the Holy Spirit because there have been so many bad representations, misconceptions, fears, and flat out crazy stuff that has happened for some. And they have this guard up when you hear about the person of the Holy Spirit. People have made what their denomination has said of the Holy Spirit as sacred. And they have literally built churches upon a man made. Religion, per se. Um, And people have outwardly displayed an emotionalism and said these are characteristics of the Holy Spirit. Some maybe, some maybe not. Okay, But a lot of what we've seen in the church at large, uh, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, has simply just been flat out weird. Can I say it? Can I I help you today? Because I believe you're going to walk away today and you're going to have an understanding of the role of the Holy Spirit in your life and it can change everything. I I truly believe that because I have fallen in love with the person of the Holy Spirit. I've fallen in love with them, And he's not weird. The Holy Spirit is not weird. People are. And people have put a label of the Holy Spirit as certain manifestations and certain things and said, if that's not happening to you or that's not happening to your church, then the Holy Spirit's not moving. But who are people to judge if the Holy Spirit's moving or not? Right. Because you're about to see the role and function of the Holy Spirit. It's not what everyone says it is. It's not what some people say it is, rather. So, so, so the Holy Spirit is not weird. people are, Okay. Um, Now, wind is pretty difficult to describe to someone, but um, here are three characteristics of wind. Number one, I got to keep moving because I got a lot to say and not a lot of time. Number one, wind is unseen. Would you agree? It doesn't have a color, right? You can't go out and say, there's wind right there. Now, 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 we can see the effects of wind, right? Would you agree? We, we can see the effects of wind on things and people and storms and that produce wind, but wind is unseen, and in the same way, the Holy Spirit is unseen, same way the Holy Spirit is unseen, and that's a problem for some people, because we kind of set this filter that says everything we see, receive from God, it has to be something I understand and I can see. Don't we do that a lot? We can do that, and we can allow sense and reason to come in, and we say, I have have to see this in order to believe it, right? Um, And here's the truth about God. He never intended to just let it logically go through your mind, your eyes, but he always intended for you to experience him and even feel him. Wind is unseen, but you can feel it. The Holy Spirit is unseen, but you can feel him, okay? And and, and so sometimes, for some of us, we we have to kick sense and reason out, because just because we don't see the Holy Spirit doesn't mean that he is not there. Because I can tell you this, there is nothing like the manifest presence of God. It's actually our prayer for you every week. It's that you would experience the presence of God. It's actually that you would have an encounter at some point in your time here with us, whether it's in the worship, the prayer time, the word, whether it's during the prayer at the end, the altar call, at some point, heaven would come down and touch earth. When we say we, we, we want you to experience the presence of God, we're, we're meaning we want you to experience the Holy Spirit because he is the third person in the Trinity, God, the Father, Jesus, the Son are in heaven, but they sent the third person attached to their identity, the person of the Holy Spirit, to come down and meet with us. You don't come here for the lights, and you don't come here for the messages or the worship. You come here, whether you know it or not, is because at one point that you came here, you felt something that you've never felt before. You experienced something that you've never experienced before. And whether you knew it was the Holy Spirit or not, That's what keeps drawing you back, the presence of God, the presence of God. You're in worship, and all of a sudden, the peace comes over you, the presence of God. You're hearing the word, and the word is being deposited into your heart, and all of a sudden, that word comes alive, and and right there is the word that you needed, the very prayer that you prayed before you walked in, the very thing that you've been going through this week. God begins to deposit that in you, and the Holy Spirit begins to speak through that word. Hmm. just trying to help you. You don't come here for the coolness of Fuel Church. You don't come here for the skinny jean-wearing worship leader <laughs> with the beanie on. You come here because the presence of God has drawn you, sir, ma'am. And whether you know it or not, you don't need to see it. You don't need to see it because all you need to do is experience it. Once you experience the Holy Spirit, it changes everything in your life. I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting, I'm getting excited here. Come on. Number two, wind is unpredictable. Wind is going to change, isn't it? You ever flown out of the airport and you've seen the little cone thing on the pole, the little orange thing, and it, it moves with the wind, right? And why, why they had that is so, so air traffic control can tell the, the pilots which way to land the plane. They want to go with the wind. They want to go with the wind and land that plane, and wind is unpredictable. Can I let you know that the God we serve is unpredictable, and sometimes he messes us up a lot. Sometimes he comes in our life and just, and I know you like your God orderly, right? We like our God in order, like we got to have it, but God is unpredictable. Like he'll mess you up. Some of you never thought you'd be sitting in church, right? But God messed you up from one little invite card, and you're here, and you're like, man, I've hated church. I've hated God. You know, I don't even, uh, why am I here? Because God brought you here. God is unpredictable, and I, I believe in order, and I, we have a minute-by-minute minute schedule sitting right there, and all our teams have it, and I have staff meetings every week, and we go over things detail, detail. We want everything to flow and function with the spirit of excellence and, and in our departments and in our teams and in our budgets and all that stuff, but there are God moments when the Holy Spirit comes in and begins to give someone that fresh air that they needed, and whether you know it or not, it's happening every service. There are moments that God is leading maybe someone singing. There are moments that God is leading me and he'll give me a scripture and I'll share it. And afterwards, 10 people, man, that's the very thing I needed. There are moments when I'm going a different direction in my message because that's what the Holy Spirit wanted to do. That's what he wanted to do. Our God has always been unpredictable. I mean, my Lord, look at God. He speaks through a bush to Moses. That's unpredictable. That's, that's crazy. Like, God comes out of a burning bush. And then uh, another story, God spoke through a donkey. I won't tell you what one preacher said, but we'll keep moving along. (laughs) I wanted to, Victor, but I'm not going to do. I'm going to be good today. I'm going to be good today. I haven't been good the last couple weeks. I'm going to be good today. God is unpredictable. I mean, Jesus shows up on the scene, and there's this guy, he brings his sick friend to Jesus, who's blind, actually, and, and, and he hears that Jesus has opened the blind eyes, and, and he thinks, I'm going to bring my friend to Jesus, and Jesus is going to do his little magic trick, right? And just say, you were once blind, but now you see, right? And put his hand over him, and his eyes are going to pop open. So this guy's bringing his friend, you know, he's probably not set, doesn't know Jesus, probably not a follower. And all of a sudden, Jesus reaches down with his hand and grabs a thing of mud and Hawks a big loogie in it. Read your Bible. Bible's crazy, man. You should read it once in a while. It's awesome. Disney ain't got nothing on the Bible. And, and, and takes this mud pie and smears it on the guy's eyes. I mean, can you imagine what this guy thought? It's kind of like some of you, when you bring a first-time guest, you're like, oh, my gosh, what are they going to think? What's Pastor Jacob going to say this week? <laughs> he kind of freaked out sometimes because I can be a loose cannon, you know what I mean? And this guy, like, he's like, oh, no, no, Jesus, just touch you, your eyes will pop open. But Jesus is like, no, 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 I'm unpredictable. I'm going to spit in a mud pie and that's going to heal him. What? You know what I mean? And and so God, if if you haven't known that, you know, if you like your God orderly, let me tell you what, he's going to mess up your life really bad (laughs) in a really good way, (laughs) in a really good way. Number three, wind is powerful. Wind is powerful. I'm just telling you analogies of wind so we can see the role of the Holy Spirit. Wind is powerful. Wind can generate electricity. Wind can sail a ship. Wind can destroy a city. We've seen that this weekend, right? Wind is powerful. And let me just tell you that the God that you and I serve is a powerful God. And let me submit to you this. Let me submit to you this. I really have no interest or desire in serving a powerless God. I really don't want to be here if we're serving a dead, powerless God, because my God not only was crucified, but raised from the dead and forever lives to make intercession for me. Muhammad, he dead. There ain't no power in his grave. Harry Krishna, he dead. Joseph Smith, he dead. There's no power. I have no desire in serving a powerless God. Actually, you don't want to hear me up here without the power of the Holy Spirit. I will sink. I'm sunk without the power of the Holy Spirit because you don't want to hear me talk. You don't want to hear me talk. I I wasn't the smartest cookie in the jar growing up in high school. I I wasn't on that honor roll that some of you are on. I didn't really excel in English and speech and all that. And I, I failed preaching lab probably the first two times. <laughs> they are probably like, well, maybe that's not your calling. Maybe try the nursery or parking lot ministry. <laughs> Let me tell you what, you don't want to hear me without the power of the Holy Spirit. You, you don't want to hear this skinny white boy without it. I am sunk without it. Sunk. Because in the natural, I can do nothing. Friends, I can do nothing. I rely and desire the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. Let me tell you what, I don't want to talk about the power that he once did as much as I want to talk about how powerful he is today. He still heals bodies. He still delivers people from addictions every week. He still changes the human heart every week. 280 people have surrendered their life to Christ. I want to talk about the power today. Well, he just doesn't move. I just, back in the old days. No, we're not in the old days. We're right now, 2017, and the presence and power of God is moving today. It may not be the way that you think it should be. It may not be the way you perceive it, but he is moving in this church, and he's moving in your life. It's the peace that you experience when you walk in. It's the restored marriages and relationships. It's the healing of sickness and disease, the presence and power of God. And I don't have to understand how he heals. Why? Because I've experienced his healings. Did you hear that? I don't have to understand it. Because once you experience the power and presence of God, you don't have to logically understand it. Why did you put your faith in a Savior that you've never seen with the naked eye? Why did you come to realization one time and say a prayer of salvation, a confession, and believing in a God that you cannot see? Huh? Why? Why? Because the Holy Spirit drew you. The Bible says the Holy Spirit draws people to the Father. The Holy Spirit drew you. And you put your trust and your faith in a God that you have never seen with the naked eye. Mm -hmm. Am I helping anybody today? Am I helping you today? Once you experience it, you don't need to understand it. You do not, we do not need more human effort or ability for the things that we face. We got enough knowledge in this world. We got enough education in this world. That's not what we need. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. You need it in your marriage. You need it at your job, young people. You need it at your school. You need the Holy Spirit to lead you and to guide you. You don't always need your own ability. Someone say, well, I got a lot of degrees. That's great. God bless you. But you need the Holy Spirit speaking to you. You need him leading you and guiding you. Romans eight 11. I'm out of time, but it, this is crazy. I got too much to say. Romans 8, 11, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in who? You. And just as God raised Jesus Christ from the dead, he will give, you, give life to your mortal bodies by the same spirit living in you. The same wind, the same breath, the same breeze is living in you and I. My hope is that you will come to know the third person in the Trinity, the, the source of fresh air for our lives. My hope is that. Now listen, two more things and then I'm out of your way. Some of you may still be doubting and you may still like, I, I don't get it. Here, here's a few steps for you. Number one, let go of the fears and misconceptions. Let go of them. We all have them at times. Um, you're going to have to let go of what someone told you or what you've seen. Uh, let go of traditions and the packaging of people. and You're just going to have to go after God and say, God, I want to receive. If, if this is for me as a Christ follower, if you said you're going to send your Holy Spirit down on earth, to live within me, to lead me and guide me. I want to experience it. My prayer for you would be Jeremiah 34, 4. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Seek the Lord. He'll deliver you from all your fears, all the misconceptions, all the wrong theology that somebody told you was truth when really it was a man-made tradition or denomination that built uh, that foundation upon. uh, Seek the Lord and he'll show you. Number two, learn to develop an intimate friendship with him. Listen to this. This is, this is what I'm going to close. It's not a formula. The Holy Spirit is a person. It's not an it. It's, he, he's a person. He's a person. He's the third. God the Father, Jesus the Son, and the Holy Spirit. These three are one, our Bible says. We believe that in the Trinity of God. It's not something that you should be scared of. It's something that you will learn to embrace. Now watch this, 2 Corinthians 13, 14. Look, look at this. This is amazing scripture. Let me bring it home. The amazing grace of the master, Jesus Christ. The extravagant love of God <laughs> and the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all of you. My prayer today is this. My prayer is this. You may know the amazing grace of Jesus. You may experience that in your life, the forgiveness of your sins. That you may experience the extravagant love of the Father. Do you see it? And thirdly, Thirdly, that you may have an intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. That's my prayer. This was Paul's prayer. I want you to experience the grace that washes and cleanses you from all unrighteousness, the grace that you and I need every single day of our lives. I I want you to know of the extravagant love of God that no matter what you do, no matter where you go, God's love will always be there for you. And here's what I need you to know as well I need you to develop that intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit, that pneuma, that ruach, that fresh wind that you need in your life every day. The Holy Spirit is defined, many words in the New and Old Testament, and here are some words that he's defined as the comforter. The comforter will come in your time of need and breathe that fresh air into your life. He's described as a guide. Have you ever needed guidance? He's described as a revealer, a teacher, a witness. He's described as the presence of God. The Holy Spirit is not weird. He lives inside of you, and he's waiting to get to know you. He's been waiting a long time for some of you. Oh, you've felt his nudges before. You've felt it. You have. Don't go there. Don't don't hang out with him. Remember what happened last time? Don't spend that money, right? You felt his nudges. You felt him warning you. He's your guide. He guides you. He counsels you. My prayer is that you would get to know him um, more than you know your iPhone, more than you depend on this, more than you ask Siri for questions and get answers. May you ask the Holy Spirit for answers. More than you click on this app or that app, more than you communicate with your friends through text message, may you learn to communicate with the Holy Spirit. I think many of us talk more to Siri and ask her more questions than we do the Holy Spirit. If you listen, he'll say, go there, do this, bless them serve there talk to your kids about this guard your family guard your marriage guard your eye gate guard what you listen to guard what your kids watch guard what app they put on that's the voice of the holy spirit all those nudges that's the holy spirit and he wants to get to know you today stand with me today
0: hey thanks for listening today and maybe you're out there and maybe you feel far from god today maybe life is throwing you a curveball you are taking some wrong turns you've messed up, I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real and it's for you. And, and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, God is there. His love is unconditional. And, and the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer. And I just believe that if you say this prayer and mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision. But just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Change me jesus name it's simple as that and i encourage you find a good local church if if you can get to fuel church get here god is moving god is doing some great things in the lives and families of the people that come here but find a good church where you can grow in god until next time god bless you have a great week